God is so good. I tell you this, so you can't give, I'll give God, like you said, you can't, I'll give God. There's such a sense of the power of generosity. Um, this morning, God told me something uh, when I woke up, and I was going to do it at the end of my talk, but I'm going to say at the beginning of my talk. Uh, sometimes you just wake up as something happens, and, and I'm going to talk about the spirit of generosity today. And he said, he said the spirit of the generosity will release, will release the spirit of abundance. It will release the spirit of provision uh, in people's lives. And so at the end, we're going to actually uh, do an offering. Uh, so get ready for this with for the house. I'm really blessed that a quarter of you have given. It's really, really cool. Uh, it means that 75% can still give. Everybody says, yay! <laughs> and I, want, I really would like everybody to give. I want, I want to invite all of you to be part of this. Let's not just be pussy to say, let's also invest into this house. And I'll tell you in a reason why, because I'm getting ready for it. Just get ready for it. Just start praying. Say, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me in this thing. It's so powerful. I, last week I talked about the principle of sowing and reaping. One of the most powerful principles that there is in the world. And it can be a really powerful uh, principle in your life and in my life and also in this church. A powerful kingdom principle. I said it can be because it depends whether we use it or not. It's there for us to use, but some of us don't even know how to use it, didn't even know it existed. And so last week I talked about this. If you haven't listened to last week, I would love you to listen to this again. But if we want to fulfill our mission in this place to transform the world, you know, to, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we want to transform people's lives, then we need to learn to sow. There's no transformation, there's no increase without sowing. In anything in life, not just with money, anything in life, there's no increase, no multiplication, no life's change without the principle of sowing and reaping. And like I said last week, I'm actually a bit, you know, I mean, the world knows better than we do sometimes how to use this principle. And they're prospering because they know how to do this. The Jews know this very well too. You say it was Old Testament. Well, the thing is though, it's still a principle of God and they know how to sow and to reap. I've never met a poor Jew, have you? They know how to use it. It's just that I think somehow in the Christian world, we forgot about these things. And here we are plotting along. And sometimes I see around that when we pass the people, there's not necessarily the abundance in all of our lives. They go, what is going on in this place? Now, Tom, Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 9, he says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. This is in 2 Corinthians, right? And this context here is not a tithe. It's not about the first fruits, which we give to the Lord. This is the offerings he's talking about now. Offerings like we are doing for heart for the house. It is sowing and reaping. It is sowing into people's lives. It's sowing into the church, sowing into the kingdom that we can see a harvest come up. This is what Jesus did. Jesus sowed himself in 12 disciples, walked with them for three years, and sowed everything he had into their lives. And they grew, 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 and things started to happen. He sent out the 72. He sent out the, uh, us, of course, and now billions of people are Christians around the globe. It's just wonderful how this has grown by sowing into a few people. And I said last week, and I want you to hear this, because I don't want you just to hear this. God says, don't just be hearers, but be doers. Thank you very much. Some people believe it. Doers of the job, because you can hear a lot of things all around the place, but it depends whether you do stuff or not, whether it makes a difference. Amen? Amen. So, if you look at a cross, 
You see, from the top, you need somebody who invests into your life. Who is investing into your life? Who is sowing into your life? There must be somebody or a lot of people who invest in your life. Amen? Make sure you have somebody, otherwise you will not grow. On the bottom two, you sow into people. Who has God got in front of you that you can sow into? And then sideways, you sow into your family, and you sow into your peers, and the things like this. And on the other side, you sow into people who don't yet know Jesus Christ, who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, who don't even know the love of God. So this is a discipleship model of a cross, which I really love in this way. Now, briefly, we talked last week about the seed, how the power of multiplication is actually in the actual seed. I didn't bring a seed today, but you can imagine a seed. All of you have seen seeds before. And the power of multiplication increase is actually in that seed. And as we start sowing seeds, the increase will always come. Harvest will always come. Jesus says even that the kingdom of God is like a very small mustard seed. It gets planted and it sows, grows as it is being sown. Matthew 13, he told them another parable, Jesus said. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man and planted in a field. And though it is the smallest of all seeds when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree. So that the birds come and perch into its branches. See, a seed never looks like the harvest it contains. I'll say it again. A little seed never looks like the harvest it contains. The possibility that is in that seed when it is sown and the harvest will come up in this way. And we are all called to sow our lives like seed, like Jesus Christ was sown into the world to, give, uh, to take away our sins and to give us new life. And the Holy Spirit came after that. He sowed himself in a way where we sow ourselves into people. We sow ourselves into people's lives and be, uh, just, just give ourselves to people. I love this in Proverbs. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. I've done it before last week, but I love it so much I'm going to say it again. The world of the, of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the, of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. What kind of world do you want to live in? I know where I want to live in. I want to live in the first one. Uh, the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. And those who help others are helped. And in the, in the process, they are blessed. That's amazing. The world of the generous gets bigger and bigger, and you create bigger worlds for people and also for yourself. I love this in the other translation, NLT, give freely and become wealthy. Now, some of you aren't even sure. I was standing on my seat, man. If, it, if you really understand what's going on here, it is amazing what's going on here. What God has given to us, and some of the ones who are cheering are the ones who actually know this principle. I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel. I'm talking about Bible. This is just basic Bible. God, if we give freely, be stingy and you lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know how many people you have refreshed this week. If you refresh people, it comes back to you like we have the boomerang, remember? And all the Aussies says, happy, happy. Aussie, Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> Boomerang. Things come back at you. Come carry it. Carry it. Yes. Come on, Sophie. I thought you were going to catch this thing. I know. 
the coffee all over her face. So the thing is, though, it comes back to you. Who are you refreshing today? Who are you refreshing today? I have a question for you. We are called to be refreshers. When people go around you and they hang around you, they should be saying, man, I'm so refreshed by just being with Gideon. What a nice guy. He just brings refreshing to my soul all the time. And you know what happens then? And then you, it comes back to you. I love this. It comes back to you. Well, we don't do it for that reason. No, of course you don't do it for the reason. But it does come back to you. It's still Bible. It's still reaping and sowing. The problem is that the church has been okay with sowing. Not great, by the way. But they have no clue about reaping. Oh, yeah, it's selfish. You want to have something back. Well, a farmer will never sow without reaping. What a dumb thing that would be. Unbelievable. So we are called to sow because we need a harvest of blessing and of people. Sow into people so they can grow and things can grow and get... I so love this subject so much. But it's one of the hardest, hardest subjects in the world. I listened, to, I listened to somebody last night, and he was saying that uh, in the area of tithing and of sowing and reaping, both different principles, the same principles of giving, that it's one of the hardest in the world, that about 10% or so do this kind of stuff in the church. I'm talking about 10%. That's disgusting. Honestly, that is so, that I find it so embarrassing that people say to the church and say the body of Christ and the God-loving God and only 10% actively are involved with this. That's embarrassing to me. Lovers of God. Then he talks about the whole thing of reaping sparingly, of reaping generously. Sparingly is, is, is withholding, is... Is this kind of stingy, kind of the orphan spirit type person. And generous is the one who gives above the tithe, who gives above just generously because they just love giving. You know, I'm going to have a, a thing in a minute. I'm going to have an offering in a minute. And I already gave thousands. Of, I give a lot of money already. But what I want to do, I want to give more today. You know why? Because I want to get the spirit of mammon out of myself. I want to trust God with this stuff. I want to test God. Because if this is true, if he says so, then it must be true. And I want to keep him at his word. And I want to become a generous person. I want my heart to change. I don't want to become stingy, but I want to be a generous person in my own life. Giving as a person to people. You know, in the Gospels, there's a story about Jesus in the temple. In Mark 12, he says, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. (laughs) <laughs> can you imagine Jesus sitting over there, over there, by the drop box, over there? I'm just imagining Jesus sitting there. So, okay, let's see what happens here, online with you and wherever you give. I wonder if Jesus was sitting next to us about giving, would we give differently? I want a challenge, right? He's sitting right here in the, watching the people giving stuff. And then he says here, he says, many rich people put in large amounts. Fair enough. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. And Jesus called the disciples to, hey, listen, come here, come here. I'll tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For she gave, or God, they gave a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. 
Jesus says she is blessed than all the other people who gave loads of stuff and out of their surplus, she gave sacrificial in this way. Isn't that amazing? See, I told you generosity and giving is not only about meeting people's needs and even the church's needs and whatever needs there are, but it's all about transforming our hearts to be more like Jesus Christ. It's a heart transformation that God is after in our lives. Oh, what is your heart like? You know, in this culture, we like to sow, we like to reap instead of sowing into the space. We want to reap fit and healthy. But we don't sow fit and healthy. Except for Anna. If you want to see fit and healthy, go see Anna here. And she'll help you to get fit and healthy. We assume and we are saying, I want to be fit and healthy. But we don't sow anything in our body, in our lives, in the area of fit and healthy. We can eat whatever we like because we are Christians. Or we think we are Christians. And because of that, calories don't count with us. They don't affect us much. Does it work? No. And so we need to make sure that we look after this body, right? We look after this body so you make sure if you want to reap a healthy body and a healthy life, you've got to sow into a healthy body and a healthy life. For us, of course, this is also part of being the temple of the Holy Spirit. So of course you want to look after your body. Of course you want to put the best stuff into your body, right? And be good stewards of your life. Well, you want to reap good relationships? Then sow into good relationships. It's automatic, you know. I mean, so into people, love on people in their lives, you know. Don't sow bitterness. Don't sow strife. Don't sow the things of, of that kind of stuff. You have no friends. Hey, if you want to be a friend, if you want to reap friendships, then be a friend, right? It's so simple, really. I mean, Jesus, it, I know it's very simple. But the thing is, though, be a friend. Be a, if you want to be blessed, be a blessing. It's not difficult, you know. It's just we've got to get out of our way. Gideon, you're in your way. Okay, I'll get out of the way. Get out of your own way. And a student, I want to have an A+. Plus. It's not going to happen if you don't do the work. If you don't sow into studying, you will not have an A+. Plus. Except for my son. He's like A+. Plus. He studied hardly and still got an A+. Plus. It's, it's unfair. Some people were very smart. <laughs> I was never like this. Some of you can get away with it, right? It was, it's with anything in life. You want to reap it? You gotta sow it. I tell you something else, it's also about the bad stuff. And I'm a witness of it myself, and so are you. What kind of stuff have we sown into our lives? I'm almost 60 years old, I'm still 50. <laughs> Married to a 60. <laughs> who looks like a 50. Yeah. The thing is, though, the stuff that I put into my life, I'm ashamed of right now. And I'll confess it in front of you. I'm not gonna say what it is. You would like to know, wouldn't you? You little red bags. That's how bad your heart is. It's terrible. But honestly, how, how much have we sown into our minds, into the internet, into the, the stuff that we watch on TV, on the stuff we say, the things we get involved with, and we reap the consequences. And all of us in this room have reaped some consequences of something we have done in our lives. And what a banger that is. How sad this is in our lives. 
Instead of reading the words of God and, and the Bible and worship and all this kind of stuff, that's what we should be meditating on in our lives, right? I tell you, generosity is the great revealer of the condition of our hearts. I'll say it again. Generosity is the great revealer of the condition of our hearts. What is actually in our hearts. It's very challenging, you know, stuff. Because I'm, I'm not saying this stuff, and then, and then you got to deal with it. I don't. It first goes through me. It goes through my mouth right now, through my mind, through my notes, right? It goes to me. It has gone through me already. So I've been doing this stuff already. I'm not preaching what I don't do myself. I can't do that. That's not righteousness. I want to be an example of godliness to you and to myself. But generosity is the great reveal of the condition of our heart. Matthew says here in Matthew, Jesus says in Matthew 6, wherever your, heart, your treasure is there, the desires of your heart or your heart will also be. So where your heart goes, where the affection of your heart goes, where your love goes, there your seed will follow. There your money will follow. Whatever you love, there your money will go. So watch the affections of your heart and where are the affections, affections of your heart. Paul says it in here in 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Again, he's not talking about the tithe. That's all settled. First 10% goes to God. This is talking about offerings. Decide what you would like to give in an offering. Pray about it. Think about what you, and don't be stingy. He says, not to be reluctantly on the compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. The love of God, the favor of God is drawn to those who love giving and who are joyful in it. If you're not joyful in giving, don't give. Why would you give? It's almost like dirty money. Don't give. Give with a cheerful heart. Oh, yes, Jesus. I love you so much. You can have it all. It's his anyway. But you can have it all. He'll just play along with us. Yeah, I know, Gideon. But it's actually mine already. I know it is your man. Just give me a moment, Jesus. I want to give something to you. I know you give something to me. So anyway, it's so good that he gives to me. He says, God is looking after the right heart. Look at this. The Amplifier says this. Listen to this. God delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. I love that. The one who, so my question to you and to me is, when we give, are we giving with delight or with duty? With delight or we give with duty? What is the motivation of our heart? And I'm speaking to all of you. Because God also spoke to me about this, and it's very challenging. But I'll tell you something else. It's very freeing. There's a lot of words up there talking about God shifting things today because he wants to free us in many different things. The plumb line of heaven. To, this, this year, remember the beginning of this year, God told me, Gideon, two things I'm going to do for you this year as you teach, as you preach, as we go through this whole thing, is one is protection and one is provision. <clears throat> I want to teach the people how provision works, and I want to teach people how protection works from the enemy in this way. Now, finance is part of that. Finance is more spoken about Jesus more than anything else, more than prayer, more than anything else except for the kingdom of God. It's an important issue. And the reason why it so captures our heart and the spirit of mammon gets in so quickly and we're afraid and we don't trust God. And so we come like this and then the church can't grow. It's like, eh, eh, I don't have any money. I can't. Eh. And God doesn't want this. He wants church to grow. He wants you to grow. 
He wants families to grow, businesses to grow. And it only happens when we learn how to give. When you come into the kingdom of God, there's an invitation of moving from have to to want to. There's a movement from have to to I get to. I'm actually joyful in this thing because God is so good. I get to give the tithe to God. Isn't it amazing that we can give the first to him? I get to participate in Heart for the House and get to give as an act of worship and have Jesus help him to build his church. Man, we're talking about a lifestyle of generosity. We're talking about a lifestyle of giving. And I love the lifestyle of giving. Not just about money, it's about everything. God is such a giver. One, 2 Peter 1, he says, His divine power has given us. Everybody say, given us. Yeah. He's given us everything. We need for godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory. John 3, 34, God gives the gift of the Holy Spirit without measure, generously, aboundlessly, boundlessly. Luke 11, how much... More will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit who those who ask for him. You know, the greatest gift that God has ever given to us, first of all, it is Jesus Christ, his only son, the darling of heaven, who came to earth to give his life for the sin of the world. Not for the sins of the world, for the sin of the world. That's why when you step into, you're born into unrighteousness, that's when you step into righteousness. We're not talking about today, it's not the subject, I'm just telling you as a free gift. You step into righteousness, not because one, one song, a little sin here, that's wiped, little sin here. No, it doesn't work that all. You go from being, having a nature of sinfulness into a nature of perfection, and so you live in perfection, sin is no longer the issue. Yes, we still issue as still going on in our lives and our minds and stuff, but as you as a son of God, sin is no longer the issue. It's been paid for. By the way, it's been paid for everybody. Everybody. We've received the ministry of reconciliation, not that God is not. Yes, yes. Because it's really bad, that whole thing. No, he is not. It is bad, but it's not what he paid. Jesus paid for the sin of the world. The whole sin of the world, the whole root of sin, he took it out. Because all the sins of people has to do with the sin of the world. It's a sin nature. If you didn't have a sin nature, there wouldn't be any sin, right? So he took it out in Jesus' name, and he nails it to the cross for goodness sake. And that what happened. So you're free of this. So he gives Jesus Christ, but then it's not finished. He gives the Holy Spirit. Jesus came, make us holy. Now the Holy Spirit comes. The greatest treasure is the Holy Spirit who is right now inside of our lives. Come on. The presence and the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit is pumping inside of you. Now, I can't see it, but it is inside of you. So sometimes you got to let it out. If you go to a black church in America, everybody will stay on the seats right now because they know how to express. Here we don't know how to express. This city is nice. No, no, no. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. Oh, every part of me, my arms, my legs, every part of me loves Jesus. Every part of me worships him. Every part of me wants to honor him and glorify his name. Amen? Amen. Drink break. <laughs> this is true generosity. Jesus, then he gives us the Holy Spirit. It's unbelievable. How wonderful. Oh, I'm not as fit anymore, anymore as I used to be. 
Out. <laughs> some, of, some of us just give enough to ease our conscience, but not enough to transform our hearts. And that's going to change. I want it to change in our church as long as I'm leading this church with my wife. I want to make sure that we become the most generous people on the planet. I don't give a rip about anybody else's church or even in America or whatever those big churches are. Wherever it's, I don't care where the thing is. We, in Christ Church, at Harmony Church, I want us to become the most generous people there are and see the miracles that we hear like Ozzy and Dachel and see those miracles coming past us and testify. So not only bless God blesses you, but then you stand here and now you bless somebody else, which inspires somebody else. And that says, man, I can do this too. I can give a car away, a house away, my life away, whatever. And you give something away. And then what happens is that person is so blessed and they testify to somebody else. So do you know what happened to me? No, what happened to you? Well, I received the house car or whatever you receive and then that person will say to somebody else and that's how it goes around the boomerang where's the boomerang <laughs> yeah throw it thank you it didn't come back to you man <laughs> that's how it goes guys it goes around like this see God is much more interested in who we are becoming than our performance and what we're doing and I'll tell you something, a generous heart or your generosity in giving will show what is really in our hearts. And it's very challenging for all of us, this one. It will show how much you really trust God. It will show who is really Lord of your life. So my question is, where is your heart? In the Old Testament, you know, he, God basically, um, to show, no Holy Spirit, so to show the world... I'll make it very short. So the world is this whole thing. Is he said he, um, he made uh, the, the sons of God very wealthy, like Job and David and, and uh, Solomon, you name them, they're all wealthy. And the reason why is because he wanted envy of the nations. It was a sign that God was with those guys. It was a mark of blessing. Scholars estimate that a billion dollars worth of gold was given to Solomon every year because all these kings would come, the nations would come and hear the wisdom of God from Solomon. He was blessed. And so basically it went from outside in. But the New Testament, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us. So the blessing comes inside of us and helps us to steward the resources that God has given to us. To steward and to increase the things of God. It's the inside out. It's a different story in the New Covenant, which I think is absolutely beautiful. You know, we have all been born of generosity because we're born of, if you're a Christian, you're born of God's love and God cannot but be generous. It's who he is. It's who you are too. And so the spirit of generosity lives inside of you because it's actually the spirit of God himself. And I would, I would really hope and tr that we all would become these rivers of generous flow. Not this money, I'm talking about life. Love, joy. Hey, why are you smiling? Oh, Jesus lives in me. I mean, smiling, you're just happy. You're rivers of life. There's a river of life behind your puku. Remember, behind your tummy is the river of life. It's the Holy Spirit right here, and he wants out. He wants out. And as he goes out, he blesses people around you. Now, I want, it. I want this thing to flow out of our lives and be generous. 
And when it comes to the local church, I tell you something. It's a foreign concept in the kingdom of God that people would come to church, enjoy the worship, enjoy talk, enjoy the fellowship, enjoy whatever is going on, and they would not sow and bless the church with their financial giving. Unheard of. Old Testament, New Testament. Unheard of. Doesn't even make sense anyway. And so I ask you to let the Holy Spirit river flow. I want it to flow out of my life. Father, we thank you so much for your Holy Spirit river. Holy Spirit, thank you for being in our lives so beautifully, so powerfully. We acknowledge your presence. You are the gift of God. You are the gift to us, Holy Spirit, to guide us, to lead us, to empower us. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us to become generous. Help us to become who we already are. Help us to become who we already are. Help us to trust you more, Jesus, in this area. So we can see the miraculous through our lives. We want to walk on water. Make us generous people filled with the spirit of generosity. In Jesus' name. Like I said before, I am... Um, this morning I woke up and I felt that the Holy Spirit said to me that the spirit of generosity releases the spirit of abundance and provision. And we've had not an easy time in our church here. We've been struggling for quite a while after COVID. It's been really bad, actually. And a lot of our churches, too. But the thing is, though, I felt the Holy Spirit said to me, the secret is here. But it's not just with you, Gideon. I know what you do. But it's with all of us together. And I felt today that we could do, we're going to, do an offering right now that is almost like a prophetic act. Because some of us are so bound by the spirit of mammon or bound by the spirit of lack or even bound by an orphan spirit that we have no clue even what to do in this area. And the best antidote to set you free, to set me free, is to give. It's always the best antidote, come in the opposite spirit. That's what Jesus did all the time. And so we want to kick some devil butt this morning. I'm actually serious about this because so many of us are bound by the stuff and that's why release is not coming into your life, your business or whatever, because you just don't know what to do. And God wants you to give you a spirit of generosity and not a spirit of lack of, of, of orphan spirit. And we're going to sow. I'm going to sow more now than I already did. I thought I'd finish. I said, no, because I want, I want to kick butt. I want to kick butt in this, in this church. I want abundance to come back to this church. We were, we were doing very well. There was abundance. Something happened through COVID and this whole thing, whatever happened here. And I don't want this. I want the enemy came in somehow with all of us, you know, to go, oh, can we trust God and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 we're going to trust God. We're going to trust God. Not only that, we're going to put a seat. I want to challenge you too. If you haven't got a seat, I think you do have a seat. If you don't have a seat, I'll give you a seat. Personally, I'll give you money that you can give to the Lord. Honestly, I'll give it to you. Because I want you involved. I want all of us to be involved. I don't want the quarter to be involved. I want all of us to give something. And the reason why I want this, because I want our hearts to change. It's an invitation for transformation. It's an invitation to transform your life. And I see what happens through you. You have no idea what's going to happen to you. And that's what I love about God. You can never outgive God. Never. The miracles that we have seen, Catherine and I, are just amazing. So we're going to do this now. And I want to do this in unison. 
So if you have already given, thank you so much. And then in, the, in your mind, you can give it again this morning in the sense, Lord, I do this now. And now I want to, at the moment, I'm coming against this spirit of mammon in this world, even in our own life, in our own church, the kind of this negative thing about, hey, we can't trust God. And we say, Lord, you are Lord of our lives. I give this as an act of warfare today. We'll stake in the ground. We are going to be a people of generosity. We will trust God, even if we don't understand things. Amen? And then we're going to have communion and just celebrate him. So let's quickly now, maybe you've already received, uh, doing your thing. I would like all of you to, to have this piece of paper, get a pen, put your giving number, and put an amount, and put it in the offering plate when it comes by right now. And let's just trust the Lord. Let's just trust the Lord. Amen. Father, thank you for now, even the sowing now. Father, we thank you that you are giving us strength, Lord. Father, we want to see, Lord, the abundance come through our lives. Father, we want to have a spirit of generosity through our lives. Father, we don't want the world to come in, the enemy to come, enemy to come in any way. Lord, we are Christians. We live in the kingdom of God. And we say to you today as a stake in the ground, Lord, that we're going to trust in you, that you are Lord over our lives. You are Lord over every part, including our money. And so we thank you, Jesus. Today we say we will serve you generously. We will give generously. We will love you generously. We just want to be people of generosity. Today, Lord, we say yes to you in this regard, in Jesus' name. And we all said amen. As we go around, this is great. Thank you, Lord. I'll prepare for the communion straight after. The table of generosity is right here. One more scripture, Romans 8. God, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? And so we're going to celebrate communion right now. We're going to celebrate what he's given to us, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. His body was broken for us that we might have life, the abundance of life and we receive that life into your system. If you're sick, you receive the healing that was provided for him 2,000 years ago, his life. And then his blood was poured out for us, for our salvation, but also for a new covenant, a new reality. All the blessings of God, God has come into our lives. All, yes, in Christ. And we say the amen. We agree by faith. So receive it, but then bless God. Say, thank you, Jesus. I give my life to you, even afresh today, in Jesus' name.